Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 1075. Welcome to Value Sports here on a big Friday, September 30th. Uh, in sports, uh, for last night uh, in the prime game, the Bengals take down uh, the undefeated Dolphins 27-15. And Jeff, the story of that game uh, wasn't necessarily the score, but the injury to uh, Tagovailoa and... Uh, Boy, that was scary looking, too, when you saw the highlights this morning. Uh, boy, his hands cramped up. And, boy, I think the Dolphin management have a lot of questions to answer about that. And they have been asked. They have been asked uh, about that. And, you know, Tua makes a decision as well. But And you got to know your own body to some degree. But, yeah, the Dolphins are getting grief about it, um, whether or not he should have been playing that game in the first place. Yeah, he uh, – it, you know, he seized up immediately. Of course, the, the, the defender took him and spun him around, and uh, as his head hit the turf, uh, he seized up immediately, too. And he suffered head and neck injuries and was taken to uh, the University of Cincinnati's medical center. Uh, he had consciousness. He had movement of all his extremities at the hospital per the team, but the drop back marked the second week that he was forced out of the game after hitting his head on the ground and uh, – he was designated with a back injury Sunday, but uh, questions lingered about whether he'd suffer a concussion and if it was safe for him to play. And uh, uh, does this look like a back injury or something head-related? Well, uh, the Dolphins got to answer a lot of questions right now, so uh, we'll see what's take place. And uh, anyway, the National Football League Players Association says it's investigating potential protocol violations by the Dolphins. And the NFL uh, Players Association Executive Director, Demarty Smith, says they will pursue every legal option, too. So, uh, Dolphins got a lot to answer to. Of course, the Bengals uh, come through. They went 27-15, knock off the Dolphins, who are one of two left undefeated teams in the uh, National Football League. Of course, the big news around here is the Saints journeying to uh, London to take on the Viking uh, Sunday. At uh, game will come on approximately 8:30 our time, uh, 1:30 over in uh, Mario, London. So, in uh, one of the most absurd streaks in sports that nobody realizes, on Sunday the NFL will play its 31st regular season game in London. I, I would have never fathomed that, but 31 uh, regular season games in London, and the game will feature. Not two winning teams. First time. Ever. Is that right? Yeah, the Saints are one and two. The uh, Vikings are two and one. And uh, the NFL has been going to London since. Considering how many times Jacksonville has been there, you would have thought <laughs> at one point they would have been matched up with another loser. <laughs> anyway, the NFL has been going to London since 2007. And uh, the same year, the first iPhone debuted uh, and is yet to put two winning teams <laughs> on the field together. Anyway, this is partly due to bad luck with games that look good on paper becoming less appealing. Anyway, 10 London games have matched up two teams uh, uh, with records. So, and other 21 have had one team or more. So, uh, anyway, uh, looking ahead, uh, the big game, I guess they say uh, uh, the next game over in London uh, features the Buccaneers. They're two and one. They play the Seahawks out of one and two on November 13th. So, the first regular season game in Germany, as uh, Case would have it, Jeff. So, uh, in Germany, you're going to have the first game ever, and it looks like another streak could start in Munich. So, uh, Anyway, uh, curious to see how that's going to come out uh, with regard to uh, 
And of course, the time limits, we're pushing them another hour or two, maybe uh, Easter, uh, meaning further east. I don't know what the time difference between Munich and the States are. I, I'm not sure either, but uh, I, I don't know if it's that much farther east. It's a little bit further south. Yeah, true. Yeah, Munich being uh, yeah a little further south. That's uh, right above Austria uh, as uh, the... the uh, Olympics were held there in 72. Of course, uh, that was a tragedy with the Israeli athletes back then in 72. It is. It's uh, 2.50 there today, so that's seven hours. Okay. And then, but don't so we have... So that is an extra hour more Don't we have daylight England. savings time that comes into play on the 5th of November, I think? Uh, yeah. So that's going to move it uh, another direction. Um, anyway, a uh, little update, too. Here's something turning to Major League Baseball. Pitch clocks work. The average minor league game, of course, they have pitch clocks in the minor leagues this year. And the average, At least in some of them. I don't know. Yeah, all I don't of them, know. But. You're right. I probably wasn't 100%. But anyway, the game decreased by 25 minutes. And this season, with the use of the pitch clocks, it went from 303 to 238. Major League Baseball, whose games average three hours and six minutes this year, is introducing a pitch clock in 2023. So that will be interesting to see. Uh, I think there's some rules regarding how many times you can step off and uh, or throw to first base. That, and, that's my biggest concern. Yeah. I mean, you, if, if you're basically telling a, a player at first that, hey, he's already thrown here twice, now he can't throw here. <laughs> yeah. he got free reign to second base, it that's, would seem. That's right. They're, they're, I think they're, they've addressed some of that. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure come uh, the end of uh, uh, the season, the beginning of next season, we'll hear more about it. But it's going to be interesting. You know, uh, pitch clock, you know, a lot of these guys uh, scratch their heads and step off. And anyway, uh, to speed up the game a little bit, and we've talked about that uh uh, with I remember in the today in sports history talking about some games that lasted a little over an hour, and I can remember most baseball games seemed like lasted two hours and fifteen twenty minutes back in the sixties and all they just I still say they need to remove the gloves <laughs> they take the gloves off the game every every pitch these guys step out the box and tighten their the uh their gloves again so uh anyway that's just that's just my beef i, I love to see a ball player put his hands in the dirt and grab the bat and let's go anyway uh otani pitched seven and two-thirds of a no-hitter last night uh going eight scoreless striking out 10 a's to win four to two he uh he has el's best uh, era 2.35 and the most strikeouts 213 so and he went two for four with an RBI, extended his hitting streak to 14 games, the longest active streak currently in the major leagues right now. And uh, and it's pretty much uh, between he and Aaron Judge for the MVP of the league. I can't see anybody else in that regard. Of course, Otani uh, won the award last year. Uh, Judge with 62 home I'm runs. I'm sorry, triple crown, and his team is actually going to be in the playoffs. Thank you. He's the MVP. Oh, I agree with you. And uh, we'll see how that's all going to come. But uh, – Pretty much. They were uh, off last night, by the way. Yeah, they they sure were. They played a night too. Uh, college football this weekend. Some of the bigger games. Uh, number seven, Kentucky at Ole Miss. That's going to be uh, uh, a, I want to say eleven o'clock game and three eight thirty. Got on CBS. Number two, Alabama versus number twenty, Arkansas. Uh, also on Fox at three thirty is number nine, Oklahoma State at number sixteen, Baylor. Uh, another three thirty game on ABC. Number twenty two, Wake Forest at number twenty three, Florida State. And later on that night, uh, number 10, North Carolina State at number five, Clemson. So uh, 
those games are uh, on tap for uh, tomorrow. Elsewhere, as we mentioned, the Vikings in London, uh, 8.30 kickoff. Uh, the Chiefs at the Bucks is a Sunday night game at 7.20. Uh, other games will... And, and since we spoke yesterday, it is confirmed to be in Tampa. That is correct. And, you know, I spoke with a buddy last night... Uh, who has a son in Tampa, and the people who lived on the north side of Tampa had no flooding, uh, very little wind, and they didn't even lose power. So not sure the stadium uh, access is in Tampa, but uh, my buddy's son who lives in North Tampa, who's a professor at South Florida, didn't have any issues at all. So uh, hats off, uh, but boy, below Tampa and Sarasota and those areas, they took a lot of grief in that regard. So... uh, Anyway, um, you think the Phillies are in trouble, Jeff? I, I tell you what, uh, I know uh, Segura, Gene Segura, called out the offense. Uh, you know, I'd like to credit the Cubs pitching. Uh, they've kept him to one to no runs most of that uh, three-game series. Uh, beat them uh, six games this season. Uh, swept the season series against Philadelphia. And it was interesting. Uh, I was listening to the radio broadcast earlier. And they were concerned that the Phillies had to play the Nationals in a doubleheader today uh, because of the playoff situation, yes. uh, that they're fighting for a playoff spot. But that was uh, induced. I, I thought it was a makeup game, but no, it was induced uh, because concerns about whether later in the weekend uh, that they may not be able to get all three games in if they didn't play two games today. Uh, but they didn't reference that. I thought it was a makeup game. So, uh, yeah, I think the Phillies are in trouble. Yeah, they've lost five straight and they've lost 10 out their last 13. And the Phillies' lead over the Brewers for the final wildcard spot has dwindled to a half a game. Uh, of course, the, 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 this is a new territory for the Phillies, you know, who've turned September losing into an art form. In the past five seasons, only the Diamondbacks, at 27 games under 500, have a worse record after September 1st. Then the Phillies are 26 under among the NL teams, and six days left. Can they hold off? Hey, I go back with the Phillies to 1964. I was, I was uh, living, and the, the the problem with that, we were going through Hurricane Hilda in that time, and we'd try to uh, try to get the paper each uh, morning early uh, to see how the cards did that night, and they were trying to capture the pennant with. Uh, they were talking about possibly a three-way tie between the Cardinals, the Phillies, and the Reds. Back then, the Cardinals ended up losing a game to the Mets, the woeful Mets in 64, and come back to beat them uh, Sunday as the uh, Reds lost to the Pirates. And the Cardinals won the pennant and go on to win the World Series against the Yankees in 64. I can remember that so well as being a youth. But uh, those were the days as the Phillies, I think, dropped uh, like 10 out of the last 11 games. They had a a six-and-a-half game lead with, uh, I think, 10 or 12 games left to play. And uh, they lost a pennant. Uh, and the Phillies, uh, last time they had played in 64 in the World Series is 50 with the Wiz Kids, with, with people like uh, Richie Ashburn and Robin Roberts and Kurt Simmons and that crowd. But uh, the Phillies went on to win a World Series, if my memory serves me correctly, in 1980 with Pete Rose and Mike Smith and that mm-hmm. crowd. And Dallas, they defeated um- Kennedy, yeah, was that his name? Yeah, and uh, they they had a pretty good ball club that particular year with Pete Rose on that team too, and um, they uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, then they won the World Series again in '08, so they've they've they've, they've won a couple, you know, in the last uh, 40 years in that regard. So, uh, but 
we'll see what happens as the baseball season winds down next uh, Wednesday, I believe, are the last of the games. And that will be October 5th, I believe, is the last games to be played. And if there's some kind of – Cubs have six straight games against Cincinnati. Really? Scintillating series. So three uh, and three. Wrigley and then uh, at Moving to the yeah. Riverfront Stadium. Anyway uh, – And make-up games from earlier in the season. Oh, true. That's why the season is extended to Wednesday. Yeah, that's correct. Anyway, uh, a lot of high school football tonight, Jeff, as we know. Of course, Kane Radio will be at Catholic High tonight to do the Panthers Did versus the Did you see that Catholic Bobcats. High homecoming parade yesterday? No, I missed it. It was huge. It was huge. They talked it was like about, a Mardi Gras parade. They talked about 18 floats. Yeah, it was big. Wow. It was big. Anyway. That traffic uh, backed up on Main Street. It was like nobody was expecting this parade. And <laughs> yeah, they had fun. Uh, but my question is, they came down center. Came down Main Street and turned by the Episcopal Church, maybe? I, 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 once it got past Main Street, not certain. And but. then came back up and came back up center, I guess, and went out to the bonfire last night and all. So I uh, didn't hear it uh, from where I live, but a uh, uh, lot of fun. But no doubt. And beautiful weather for it. Oh, gosh, yes. And good crowds downtown, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right about that. So high school football tonight. Uh, as uh, the Lorville Tigers take on the Welsh Greyhounds. Uh, elsewhere, Generette hosts Central Catholic. Uh, Highland Baptist uh, to brings on Vermillion Catholic. Uh, the Delcom Panthers uh, have Westminster Christian. Uh, West St. Mary played last night, and, I, and they got beat by Abbeville. I don't have a score. Last score I saw was 44-6 to in favor of the Wildcats. So, uh the Wolfpack having a lot of trouble this year. Of course, St. Martinville uh, journeys to Lafayette. Uh, the Yellow Jackets uh, head over to uh, Karen Crow to take on the Bears. Uh, Westgate plays Magnolia tonight. And Catholic High, as we mentioned, Eunice. Uh, those are the high school games in the area that I'm aware of. So uh, a lot of action uh, tonight. Uh, ben- 56-6 was the final. That was the final. Abbeville and West St. Mary. And let's see. Is that near you? Let's see. Everything else uh, in the area, I think, is tonight. Okay. So I, I don't see any other area scores from last night. All right. But I could be wrong. They had a couple games last night. There weren't many in that regard. So, uh, But uh, a lot of football going on right now. Of course, the NBA season's getting ready to crank up. Saints are in London. Uh, a lot going on here in, uh, locally uh, for that so it's it's pretty interesting right now, Jeff. Uh, and the Saints, uh, I'm trying to uh, see if uh, uh, I'm, I was looking at their injury report. I mentioned it yesterday. Uh, it looks like I'm not. I haven't seen anything if Thomas and Landry are going to miss uh, Sunday's game or not. I haven't seen anything uh, with updates in that regards as the Saints uh, travel to or uh, well, they're there. They've been there since Monday. Uh, haven't seen any information on that. Uh, of course, the big news is about uh, Tua uh, Tagovailoa, uh, who was injured seriously last night. So, uh, anyway, hopefully that young man will be able to uh, come back quickly uh, from that. But in the meantime, um, Saints, I, again, like I said, I haven't seen anything with regards to uh, the Saints acknowledging uh, how the wide receivers, of course, they did pick up Keith uh, Kirkwood uh, as a replacement, put him on, I believe, uh, the 53-man roster. So uh, that tells me somebody's going to miss the game uh, from the Saints uh, come Sunday morning. And uh, last but not least, so uh, and you wonder 
Oh, the Mets and the Braves are going to break down too, uh, Jeff, and uh, with their last few games here in uh, September and October. So uh, that's another interesting race. Don't know if you've had anything else that you've spotted uh, this morning. Any no, but updates? I'm looking for uh, any Saints news. Uh, but again, uh, let's go ahead and take the break, and okay. we'll be back with that. Yeah, you're listening to Bayou Sports here. Uh, big Friday morning, September 30th. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday at Southern Jack and on Sunday, 5th edition plays after the Saints game from 1 to 5. The Saints play at 8.30 and the Quarter Tavern will be serving breakfast by R3. Donations accepted to benefit St. Jude's. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry and now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. 
Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, September the 30th. Uh, something I saw, Jeff, I'm not real familiar, but the PGA uh, Tour has filed a countersuit against the LIV Golf, accusing the rival league of inducing top players to breach PGA Tour contracts by claiming the tour couldn't enforce them. So that I wish that our PGA professional was here. He could probably give us a little update on that. But uh, maybe Monday we can ask him a little bit about that. But uh, uh, it's competition is good, but it looks like the PGA <laughs> says that uh, to the LIV Golf that uh, you're infringing upon our territory. Uh, we'll see what the courts have to say about that in the uh, future. Uh, elsewhere, too, uh, you know, with us being September 30th, uh, uh, Babe Ruth on this date hit his uh, f- first player to hit 60 home runs, uh, blasting a shot off. Uh, a name who will remain in the infamy, Tom Zachary. And, of course, St- Tracy Stallard gave up Roger Maris's 61st home run. Uh, who's the pitcher in line to give up uh, Aaron Judge is 62? Uh, that'll be interesting to see uh, in that regard. But I can't tell you who gave up Barry Bonds' is. Six, uh, 73rd or Mark McGuire's 70th or Sammy Sosa's 66 uh, uh, with that with that in the year 98 of course Bonds hit his in uh, 72 I do believe and when McGuire hit 2002 maybe yeah what did I say 72 he hit his 73rd in uh, yes in uh, 2002 and I couldn't tell you who that pitcher was that gave it up uh, but I know Tracy Stallard and Tom Zachary with Ruth and Maris um, on those dates. Um, anyway, uh, Buzzy Bavese said he, you can never have too much talent. Even the 27 Yankees didn't win every year. So, uh, yeah. A guy named Lyles is pitching for the Orioles against the Yankees. He's tonight. starting tonight. So maybe it's Lyles. Can you recall who was the Cub pitcher who gave up McGuire's 60, no. 62nd that night uh, in St. Louis, September 8th? Uh, I should remember that, but I don't. Yeah. Because, one, it was not only was it uh, that big of a deal for McGuire, but the Cubs and Cardinals were fighting for that last playoff That's spot. right. That's uh, right. And the Cubs ended up taking yeah. it, too. And Sosa, even with McGuire's 70 home runs, uh, Sosa won the MVP of the league that year uh, in 98. Uh, so interesting how that all falls into place. So, uh, anyway uh, – uh, anyway, I saw another <laughs> a quote here from Fred Smith, who was once a scout for the White Sox. He said, I once scouted a pitcher who was so bad that when he came into a game, the grounds crew dragged a warning track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, baseball, what more can you say, Jeff? Don't know if you have any other. Uh... Well, I, I did get a little bit of a report from yesterday's practice. The Saints. Uh... Held out both Jameis Winston and uh, Michael Thomas um, as they prepare for that game. Uh, Andy Dalton took all the reps with the first-team offense in place of Winston. That was for the second consecutive day. Taysom Hill took reps at quarterback as well. Wide receiver Michael Thomas missed his second consecutive day of practice. He left uh, the game Sunday um, with a toe injury. Okay. Offensive tackle Ryan Ramchek. Uh, Rested uh, offensive guard Andres Pete uh, is on concussion protocol. Receiver Jarvis Landry all did return to practice in limited capacity after missing Wednesday. Uh, the Saints listed five other players as limited participants on the official injury report, that being Hill with a rib injury, defensive back 
Paulson Adebo, an ankle. Running back Alvin Kamara. Again, those rib issues. Receiver Deontay Hardy, a foot. And safety Marcus May. Again, uh, rib injury. Defensive end Marcus Davenport. And receiver Traquan Smith uh, were both upgraded to full participant status after being limited on Wednesday. Uh, Traquan uh, was in the concussion protocol and uh, Davenport dealing with a shoulder issue. But uh, so far, uh, nobody ruled out. Okay. Well, the uh, Saints might uh, be at not necessarily full strength, but uh, the 53-man roster uh, at least healthy to play and participate. Uh, hopefully, uh, 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 I still feel if, if Winston's back injury uh, limits him to a certain degree, I know that game against uh, Tampa, he had a couple opportunities to scramble, and it just seemed like uh, he was hesitant to throw the ball. And uh, I don't know, when your back bothers you, and I've had back issues over the years, there's nothing more revealing that with your extremities, your arms, and your legs. So hopefully Winston uh, can come through for the Saints uh, Sunday morning early uh, up in uh, London uh, in, uh, again, in Wim- the new Wembley Stadium. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, uh, they constructed. Uh, w- any idea of the capacity of that place? It's got to be near uh, 80, 90. That, that large. It's a big, big place. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, today in sports history, uh, September 30th, uh, in 1916, the Giants lose to the Braves, and they end their 26-game uh, consecutive win streak. I think it's the longest ever in the major leagues. And, of course, we mentioned this earlier on this date in 27. Yankee slugger Babe Ruth smacks his major league record 60th off of Tom Zachary in the 8th in the Yankees' 42 win over the Senators at Yankee Stadium. 1934, Babe Ruth's final game as a Yankee. He goes over 3. Of course, he moved on to the Boston Braves and ended his career there. I think uh, one of the last games he ever played, he had three home runs in that game and also uh, knocked a, a ball out of Forbes Field at that time, which was the first, uh, I believe, ever done. 1939, the first televised college football game takes place up in uh, New York as Fordham beats Waynesburg. And I, I don't even have a clue who Waynesburg is. 34-7 to at Randall's Island in New York. 1945, Detroit's future Hall of Fame first baseman Hank Greenberg uh, smacks an AL pennant winning grand slam on the final day of the season as the Tigers beat the St. Louis Browns 6-3. to 1947, the first televised World Series baseball game as the Yankees beat the Dodgers 5-3 to three, uh, in uh, Game 1 of Yankee Stadium. It was also the largest World Series crowd to date. 73,365 people attended that game. In 49, on this date, uh, Pirates' Ralph Kiner hits his 54th home run, a National League record, in the 16th in September. In 1956, uh, Phillies' Robin Roberts gives up a Major League record. He gave up 46 home runs that year, Jeff. Uh, pitching for the Phillies, fifty-six. White like want to start. Uh, I know, you know, amazing. That's a lot. That's a lot. Forty-six home runs. Wow. Anyway, he ended up pitching for the Astros late in his career, or the Houston Colts. Not sure which one. Anyway, in fifty-six, the White Sox Jim Darrington, sixteen years old, is the youngest to start a major league game. He lost that game, though. Of course, the youngest player, to my knowledge, ever to participate in a major league game was Joe Nuxall. I think as a 15-year-old pitching for the Reds during World War II. Yeah, not even a full inning, though, and just that one game. That's right. That's right. Elsewhere, in 1962, the Mets lose a record 120th game as the Cubs turn a triple play that day and beat the, the, the Mets 5-1. to one. Uh, Elsewhere, in 1965, L.A. Dodger Don Drysdale goes 23-12 and 12 
but wins 13 straight games, uh, seven of them by shutouts. Wow. 1971, the last Washington Senator home game as the Yanks uh, win career fifth game by forfeit. The Yanks were trailing <laughs> four to two in the ninth with two outs, and the fans rushed the field, and the Yankees won the game by forfeit. Speaking of uh, forfeits, uh, did you see where Northside uh, and McKinley had a double forfeit I last week? I did see that. Week? I didn't see that until yesterday. They had a big skirmish during yeah. the game that broke out, a fight broke out, and the uh, Louisiana High School Athletic Association decided uh, they both lose So yeah. uh, the game. Elsewhere in this date, 1972, the great Roberto Clemente doubles off the Mets' John Matlock to become the 11th Major League player to record 3,000 hits as the Pirates beat the uh, Mets 5 nothing. And, of course, uh, later on that year, the great Roberto lost his life trying to help people after an earthquake, I believe, down in. Was it uh, Nicaragua? Yeah, Nicaragua. He was from Puerto Rico, but uh, yes. you, know, you, you would expect him to help out his home uh, region, but there he was... Uh, unselfishly uh, helping out others. No yeah, problem. and uh, of course Pittsburgh, when they built their new stadium, they built, built the right field wall 21 feet up in honor of uh, right field of Roberto Clemente. On this date in 1973, the Yankees closed the 50th year at Yankee Stadium with an 8-5 to loss to the Tigers, and the Yankees go 80-82 and that year. His manager, Ralph Hawk, who came back uh, with George Steinberg, resigned, so uh, he tried to Get the Yankee glory back. He was the Yankee manager from 61 to 63. Elsewhere, in 1984, uh, Boy Coon uh, ends his baseball career as the commissioner. And, boy, as Charlie Finley said, the village is. You said 84 or 74? 84. Yeah. yeah. 84. And because Peter Uberoth, I think, became the next commissioner and then bought Giamatti along with. Um, Faye Vincent. Yeah, Faye Vincent. And then. Seelig. Uh, yep. And, and he, now Rob Manfred. Yep. And uh, I think Manfred. We, we're the only two people who know the succession <laughs> of baseball commissioners. Uh, happy since, Chandler before know, Ford Frick. So uh, anyway. Elsewhere and on this date in 1984, the California Angels, Michael Witt is the 11th uh, to pitch a perfect game, a one nothing game. Uh, he throws for the Angels. 1990, Chicago White Sox beat Seattle 2-1, to the last game at Comiskey Park, Jeff. I was there in the 1994. Had, had amazing seats. Uh, I was in the fourth row behind the on-deck circle of the Mariners and leading off the game, uh, Griffey and Griffey Jr. And seeing those two, again, I, I wish I had a, a uh, knowledge of selfies at yeah, that time. you're right. Because I would have been uh, in a perfect position to see that. And you knew... That was going to be something special. You're, you're right. Anyway, uh, birthdays today. Robin Roberts, Hall of Fame pitcher, seven-time All-Star, won 28 consecutive complete games from 52 to 53 with the Phillies. He's born in Springfield, Illinois, Jeff. Matter of fact, in 1932, born on this day, Johnny Padres, the Brooklyn Dodger baseball player who won the, the seventh game of the 55 World Series, two to nothing, as Gil Hodges knocks in the only two runs in that game, as the Brooklyn Dodgers win their only World Series before heading out to Los Angeles where they won, I think, an additional seven. Elsewhere, in nine, born on this date, uh, or uh, in 19... Uh, uh, excuse me, I have 92, but on this day, George uh, Brett got four hits to become the 18th player to get 3,000 hits in a baseball career. So from 73, when Roberto Clemente uh, doubled off the wall, he was the 11th player to get 3,000 hits. And George Brent, uh, how is my math, 19 years, uh, eight, 20 years later, is the 18th. So uh, six players in between that uh, got 3,000 hits in the major leagues. 
Anyway, the quote of the day from uh, Roger Maris. Of course, he hit his uh, 61st on October 1st, uh, and he asked him, as a ball player, I would be delighted to do it again. As an individual, I doubt if I could possibly go through it again. And uh, he was so criticized that summer all through uh, he and Mickey Mantle chasing a Ruth's legend of 60 home runs in a season. And if you ever get to see the movie 61, you can see what Maris had gone through. Just a regular guy. Mantle was the outspoken one. He was more of an introvert to himself and his family and his teammates. And, uh, boy, the pressure he took was just ungodly with the sports writers up in around uh, New York back then. So uh, that's today in sports history, Jeff. Uh, Correction September 30th. time. Correction time. Uh, I was right about uh, Wembley Stadium uh, holding 90,000. Okay. But they're not going to be at Wembley Stadium. Uh, oh, right. They're playing at uh, another soccer club stadium, Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Is that which, in London? Yeah, it's also in London. Um, in fact, it's the third largest uh, seating capacity stadium in London alone. It's a big city. 62,850, the uh, capacity there. Yeah, they should be a sellout, too. Uh, you know, I, there's probably a lot of Americans. Wembley will be hosting uh, a game the, at the, the end of October. Is it? Okay. Uh, you know, whoever's playing there at the end okay. of October. All right. Anyway, uh, 62,000. Eh, Superdome holds maybe 8,000 more, 9,000 more. But uh, the Saints, uh, 830, folks. I believe, as you mentioned on the NFL Network, you can watch that game. Of course. and In New Orleans, uh, you, it is on a broadcast channel, okay. as it would be in Minneapolis as well. But we're outside of that area. We're outside of the New Orleans television market, so the NFL Network's your only option. Okay, and uh, that game can be seen. Uh, uh, of course, at the Quarter Tavern and serving breakfast, uh, benefit St. Jude's. So uh, come on out, support St. Jude's, enjoy mimosa bloody uh mary specials and doors open at seven all right and uh, of course tonight on cane radio the catholic High panthers entertain the eunice bobcats i'll be our broadcast uh, airtime around six thirty with the kickoff approximately seven so stay tuned to cane radio tonight to homecoming for the panthers and good luck to our other high school teams many which are also celebrating homecoming tonight so hopefully we can have some of those score updates uh, through the course of the Catholic High game. Uh, Jeff, uh, any other? No, nope, that'll do it. want to thank our sponsors, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Hedekin Pain Center, the Quarter Tavern, Schwing Insurance, Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, next fall in District 49, and L.A. Classic Roofing.